This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. It's time. It's time for kickoff. Kickoff. First the end zone. Touchdown! With Boomer Asiasen and Mike Valenti. And we are back. Talk some football, fellas. Boomer, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing great, Mike. Great to see you back in the studio again this week, and I can't wait to get started. You know, interestingly enough, only this week in week eight, there's only one game that features two teams that are over 500. And you know those teams because you root for one of those teams. That happens to be the New York Giants at the Seattle Seahawks. I call this the Geno Smith revenge game. And then, of course, there are five teams, or I think it's five teams. Yeah, five teams that are coming into this week that are on four-game winning streaks. Now, I'm not going to ask you to list them. I'm no. going to tell you who they are. Thank you. Of course, it's the Eagles. We Correct. all know that as they are undefeated. How about the Minnesota Vikings? They've won four games in a row. The New York Giants have won four games in a row. Somehow. The New York Jets have won four games in a row. They're hosting New England, who they have lost to 12 times in a row. Oof. And then, of course, your beloved Tennessee Titans, that football team that you just love to watch and you just love the way that they play. I got a real problem with them. And they keep they keep doing this is what they do. You must be betting on them and you're losing. No, no, I stayed away. We talked about this. I stayed away from that game. But they just keep they just keep coming at you. They keep stacking these wins. That's kind of a credit, I think, to, to Mike Vrabel, their coach. I mean, he the team reflects him as a player and as a as a they're coach. Well coached, boy. They are they are well coached, but do they really legitimately have the ability to go all the way to the Super Bowl with that roster? No. No, especially in the AFC. Don't worry. You're going to be comforted by the fact I'm going to pick against him this week. All right. Let's get to the rundown. This is the NFL Rundown. Uh, it's a very special moment for me, for this program. Let's start with Thursday Night Football. The Ravens, Boomers, Bucks. We need to have a conversation. Okay. I, I want to just start. Brady versus team. If you are forced to blame... Even if it's 51 to 49% blame, you blame him Brady, all the nonsense, lack, he's not, he doesn't look good at all, or the team around him. You know, I'm blaming the injuries, the team around him, and the coach. Uh, I think the coach, um, and I like Todd Bowles, I think he's a really good defensive coordinator, but I think a team reflects its coach. 
And when a team has a coach that has an edge that is standing on the sideline and is in everybody's face, that team reflects that edge as long as they're winning. And that's why Bruce Arians, I think, was the perfect coach for Tom Brady the Mm -hmm. last few years. And he is now missing from the sideline, and he may be missing from the sideline because Tom Brady doesn't want him there. I'll, I'll say it. He didn't. That's why he's not there. That's my opinion, not Boomer's. So I think this team, you know, has had a lot of injuries. Uh, Brady has taken some liberties, which I think are outside the norm for a football team to allow, but he is the GOAT after all. And I do think that Todd Bowles on the sideline changes what this team is from a from a guy who's going to get into the face of players to a guy that's just going to sit back and allow the players kind of do the things that they want to do, and it's reflecting in their play. Yeah, and Bowles had, Bowles had this comment. He was asked about it, and he goes, look, I'll paraphrase. No, we're not sitting around screaming and yelling. This is teaching time. You know, I still believe in these guys. And I sat there, and I'm like, I know you can't in 2022 unless you are a Belichick or unless you are even an Andy Reid. You're not going to be able to treat grown men, professionals, the way you could in, say, 1990. Can't do it. But th- there does come a point you got to put a line in the sand and go, fellas, the standard is the standard. This isn't good enough. Yeah, and, and that's where the edge comes in. And, you know, Todd didn't have that edge here when he was with the Jets. He really didn't have a quarterback. He's now got a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's got a lot of injuries to deal with. But you cannot minimize the impact of the head coach in an, in, on an NFL team. And, and nobody reflects that more than what Brian Dayball has done with the right. Giants and how he has handled Daniel Jones and has turned his career around to this point. I want to ask you, though, so like, let's work our way out of this. Because I know, like we joked on last week's program, you've got your cello, the water's rising, and you're just playing old Lang Syne. You're staying with the Bucks. You know I'm out on I, I am going to stay with the Bucks, and the only reason I'm staying with the Bucks is because they're in the worst division in football. They are. They have no other quarterbacks that they really truly have to worry about in that division. They had all sorts of transitioning going on with the Falcons, with the Panthers and the Saints. Uh, you have Andy Dalton starting. You have Marcus Mariota starting. I mean, you know, you got P.J. Walker starting. I mean, this is what you're, they're dealing with. So I think that they could be a team, and there could be one team coming out of the NFC that has a losing record but is going to make the playoffs. Let me let me offer you what I deem two solutions I know I'm oversimplifying, but I want to have some fun with the listeners. You tell me if either of these work for you. A, go out, and I know it's not going to be easy. I feel like, look, Godwin doesn't look all the way back, and he's not a deep threat. Mike Evans is Mike Evans, but again, the regression's been there, but a good, big-bodied target. What they're missing is that slot trinket toy, and in years past, it was A.B. They had Cole Beasley for a few weeks. Boomer, it, 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 don't forget Rob Gronkowski. And that was the other one is that without the middle of the field slash slot, none of the other things seem to be unlocked. And that even takes away the one Scotty Miller bomb a game. Is that oversimplifying or are we on the same page? Uh, you know, I, I, yeah, they look slow to me. They look slow offensively. There's nobody that is really a game breaker. And for whatever reason, I, I don't know if you feel this way watching them. There's something off with Mike Evans and Tom Brady. They're not on the same page. Last night he yelled at him three times, including in the end zone where it looked like he didn't cut the route early enough, and Brady, it should have been intercepted. So we are seeing the same thing. And, you know, there was the drop pass in Carolina that could have changed that whole game. That was down the middle. It was right on the money. So it's not Tom Brady in the way he's playing and maybe some of the -the off-the-field distractions, as it has been reported that the divorce papers are going to be filed this week and all this other stuff. So I'm sure he's dealing with that, but you know I don't necessarily see a, a, an overall drop in his play. The, the other thing too, play more of the kid. 
Rashawn Vaughn. Play more of the kid. I know Fournette's wonderful in pass pro, and he's the veteran. He's mm-hmm. Brady's guy. Vaughn's got a little bit of juice. I, I I try to get him a few more touches. I I don't have anything against anything that you're saying here. The other thing you got to remember, they lost Shaq Barrett now, and that looks like it's going to be for the year. Yeah, it looks like a really bad Achilles, uh, you know, problem. But I do think with Tom Brady there, and assuming that you know he doesn't retire in the middle of all this season because of this divorce. Uh, the fact still remains that they are the best team in that division. And like I said, they could win that division with a losing record and make it to the playoffs. Um, we have to talk about your big moment last night. Okay. Come on. You saw it. The promo for, for Monday Night Football, yes. Bengals, Browns, Bernie versus Boomer. Yes. Can we talk about the hair care regimen, please? Uh, well, that well, was gorgeous. You know, I, you know, that was thing beautiful. Is I don't like to share my, my, my hair care regimen. Come on, it's, that it's was that Vidal personal. Sassoon moose back in the yes, day, right? A little know, bit had, of foam. And, and I think I had a nice uh, mullet going. It was gorgeous. It was regal, if you well, will. Well, when you have hair like me, that's what you try to do. That's it. You flaunt it. Exactly. Uh, let's go to the Colts, because... We've hinted at this all year. Jim Irsay is a total wild card. The benching of Matt Ryan, and then you find out, and I won't go granular, it's the contract people. They owe him a lot of money if he plays. They don't if he doesn't. And Frank Reich, which I know obviously your college roommate and a friend, and Chris Ballard all but said this was Jim Irsay's call, the Sam Ellinger era. Talk to me about this. Well, it, 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 there's also another part of that contract that you didn't talk about, and that is that if Matt gets hurt, there's an extra $17 million that is guaranteed yes. for next year. So I think Jim Irsay has seen enough of the interceptions. Um, I think Frank probably would have fought through it. But when the owner wants to make a, a, a decision based on what he's watching, and there are nine interceptions to watch over the first uh, six or seven games of the season that were just awful – uh, you've seen enough. Now, this is also what happened at the end of last year with Carson Wentz. I, I do believe that Ballard and Reich probably would have wanted to keep Wentz there, uh, but I think the owner got disgusted with the last two games against the Raiders and the Jaguars last year. So now here we are again. And, you know, and Sam Ellinger has been on this team for a while. Uh, Frank has told me personally that he really likes the kid and there's a lot of energy. But He's I got think, some wheels, Boomer. He yeah, but, but I don't think you really thought about him being no. his starting quarterback in no. the middle of the season. If everything were coming out of training camp was that Matt Ryan was the perfect guy and he was bringing energy and leadership to the team and then everything was going to be fine, then he'd still be playing. But I do think that those two interceptions last week were just horrific in nature because the week before, he played great against the, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. So... If this is contract, this is an impetuous owner, without question, and now it's up to this young kid to try to save everybody's season. So two ways. What does it do to the room? No, I mean, players aren't stupid. They know the owner stepped in. And then the other part is I feel bad for Frank and Ballard because basically now you're on the block. I mean, you're not playing your best quarterback. You're going to incur losses I just don't see how any of this works, and Ursay should be smart enough to know that. Well, maybe this will be the answer. Maybe the energy, maybe the youngster will come in and play. I mean, he came from a huge uh, you know, uh, program in Texas. I, at the end of the day, for me, it's, it's basically about saving the season, not looking beyond this yeah. season. And, um, they're, and they're going to be asking a young kid to try to do that, which is not going to be easy. No, at all. 
At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com therapy60. Um, well, you know, let, let's stick with the theme. I, I think it's interesting what the Bears did. And I got, and I understand why they did it. They traded Robert Quinn. He's, I think he's got one sack in seven games, not having the year that many thought he'd have. They owe him a ton of money next year. But it's interesting, on the heels of beating the Patriots, they dropped a bomb on him. They trade one of the veteran leaders in the room. Now, I understand the Bears are not good. but We just talked about it. The NFC, the division they're in, that's a bad division. It is. And Roquan Smith finds out at the podium, people, can we be better, please? But, like, seriously, can someone run down a memo? But I I wanted your take on this because doesn't that just gut the room? It does. He's a team captain, and he's one of the more popular players in the the room. And the GM and the coach have got to explain to the players why they're trading him. And remember, the Bears are a half game out of a wild card spot. They're three and four, just like everybody else seems to be uh, in the NFC. So why would you do this right now? Well, I think, you know, Ryan Poles is thinking, look, we got an opportunity to remove some money from the salary cap, get another draft pick, open up possibly for some free agent signings next year to build around Justin Fields. And the other thing I did notice that they did during that long you know, they played on a Thursday night and Justin didn't look great. I know. So Luke Getze went back in and said, okay, we got to somehow start getting plays where he feels more comfortable. Let him run the ball? Right. So they called some running plays for him, much like Brian Dable's doing for Daniel Jones, much like they do for Josh Allen up in um, up in uh, Buffalo, and, of course, what they do for Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. So he looked a little bit more comfortable. He made a couple really nice throws, but he's still struggling. He no is doubt. still struggling. It, it, I just it's, – it's from the viewpoint of – you know you're better than the Lions, and you might be better than the Pack. The Pack are a mess. We're going to get to them next. I just was shocked at the timing, and I thought it was tacky for for one of your best players to be in a media engagement and have to find out that way. Yeah, that, but, here, but, but here's on. the deal. You know, this is uh, this is trade time. This is uh, the trade deadline is November first. Things are going to happen. Players are going to move. The one thing I would say. Robert Quinn should be happy that he's leaving the Bears and going to the Eagles where he has a chance to get to the Super Bowl in his last couple final years here. Yeah, and he'll have a big impact there because he doesn't have to play every down. And by the way, in my eyes and the perception that I have is Howie Roseman won again. He does. He did a great he job does. here adding a you know bit piece, a pass rusher, to an already good defensive line. And you know line. what? It's emulating their 2017 Super Bowl team. They're going to have eight guys. Or if for Giants fans out there, it's emulating the Giants 07 team. They're going to have eight guys. They can go NASCAR package. They can go big. They Rotation, can... baby. That's the thing. Keep those defensive linemen fresh and keep the pressure on the opposing offensive line who end up playing the entire game. Uh, let's go to the Packers. I said I'd do it next. We'll go a little bit out of order. Um I don't know what to say anymore. I know you you and I both liked the Commanders last week. Now there's this Aaron Rodgers thumb issue, but I, I think it's deeper than that. Where 
What is the way out for the Packers? They better make a trade and get a wide receiver in there that has some sort of uh, experience and, and explosiveness because Aaron Rodgers is extremely frustrated with a lot of his players that he's playing with, and he's talking about players making mistakes. He's not naming them by name, but still he is he is basically putting the coaching staff, the offensive staff, and the front office in a very, very difficult position because he goes out on that Pat McAfee uh, podcast, which is great in radio show, and it's fine that he's open and he's and he's honest. But the problem is sometimes you're too honest and you're really going to start splintering your locker room. And he should know better. Yeah, there's also a refusal there to run the ball. I think that's the biggest way forward for them. Look, you've got Aaron Jones, you've got A.J. Dillon. I'm not telling you it's going to be the most dominant thing in the league. But if you look at their wins, you look at what their success resides in, it's number 33. Yeah, and their young defense is going to get better and better, and they, they still are playing reasonably well. But, you know, I, it's weird that you and I both felt like Taylor Heineke and the Commanders were going to beat them last week. Yeah, by the way, did you see the last throw to McLaurin? Yes. His That's... eyes closed. How? How? <laughs> he, his eyes were closed. I know. <laughs> did you ever pull that off? Uh, I, you know what? Maybe he was trying to do a Patrick Mahomes. That was something. I went, oh, yeah, was my great. God. It was a great throw and good for that kid. You know, that kid's fighting for a job now. He yeah. wants that job well, back. Well, you could see he was rusty in the first half. Second half, totally different player. Confident, cutting it loose, more accurate. It was just everything I thought he could do for them. It'll be interesting to see how he plays this week at Indianapolis. Terrell Heineke, the quarterback for the Commanders, because the Indianapolis Colts, obviously, as we just talked about, are on notice. Uh, I'm going to ask you this. You feel free to laugh. I was uh, ruminating on this. Maybe it was Russ holding the Seahawks back. I'm being serious. When I watch them play, this offense now is wide open. And by the way, Kenneth Walker might be one of the five best running backs. You are, you're right on that. And you've been on that for the last three weeks, by the way. So I'll give you credit. Thank for you, that. buddy. Uh, but I'm asking Geno Smith is accurate. It's tempo. It's spreading the ball around. Was it Russ holding this offense back? You know, it was kind of interesting. I told you at the beginning of the year that the Seattle Seahawks did not want to give Russell a contract extension because they didn't believe in him anymore. And Pete Carroll's not a dope. He knows that the team wasn't uh, all that happy with Russell Wilson. He also knows that he had Geno Smith there for three years, and Geno knows everybody and was probably very much liked in that locker room, unlike when he was a quarterback for the Jets and got punched in the face by I.K. Empanale, I think his name was. Mistakes were made. Right, mistakes were made. So he's learned now, and he's confident, he's comfortable, and he looks good, and he's throwing the ball down the field. He's got happy wide receivers. Happy wide receivers, happy life. Boomer. That's what I say in the NFL. Boomer, they could win a playoff game. Yes, they can. Um, I've got something else fun with Russ later on. We'll see if your airplane workout routine is the same. We've got picks. <laughs> I've got coaching malpractice. we got a lot to do. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenny.